0: Section 21 of The Natural History, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History, Volume 6 by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 21 book 30 chapters 42 to 53 chapter 42 methods of extracting foreign substances from the body arrows pointed weapons and other foreign substances that require to be extracted from the body are removed by the application of a mouse split asunder or of a lizard more particularly similarly divided or else the head only of the animal, pounded with salt. The snails, too, that are found in clusters upon leaves, are pounded and applied with their shells on, as also those that are used as food, the shells being first removed, applied with hare's rennet in particular. The bones of a snake, applied with the rennet of any four-footed animal, will produce a similar effect before the end of two days. Cantharides also, bruised and applied with barley meal, are highly extolled. Chapter 43. Remedies for female complaints. For diseases incident to females, a used placenta is very useful, as already mentioned by us, when speaking of goats. Sheep's dung, too, is equally good. A fumigation of burnt locusts, applied to the lower parts, affords relief to strangury, in females more particularly. If immediately after conception a woman eats a cock's testis every now and then, the child of which she is pregnant will become a male, it is said. The ashes of a burnt porcupine taken in drink are a preventive of abortion. Bitches' milk facilitates delivery, and the afterbirth of a bitch, provided it has not touched the ground, will act as an expellent of the fetus. Milk, taken as a drink, strengthens the loins of women when in travail. Mouse dung, diluted with rainwater, reduces the breasts of females when swollen after delivery. The ashes of a burned hedgehog, applied with oil, act as a preventive of abortion. Delivery is facilitated in cases where the patient has taken either goose dung into two cyathi of water or the liquid that escapes from the uterus of a weasel by its genitals. Earthworms, applied topically, effectually prevent pains in the sinews of the neck and shoulders. Taken in raisin wine, they expel the afterbirth when retarded. Applied by themselves, earthworms ripen abscesses of the breasts, open them, draw the humours, and make them cicatrise. Taken in honeyed wine, they promote the secretion of the milk. In hay grass there are small worms found, which attach to the neck, act as a preventive of premature delivery. They are removed, however, at the moment of childbirth, as otherwise they would have the effect of impeding delivery. Care must be taken also, not to put them on the ground. To promote conception, five or seven of them are administered in drink. Snails, taken with the food, accelerate delivery, and, applied with saffron, they promote conception used in the form of liniment with amylum and gum tragacanth they arrest uterine discharges taken with a food they promote menstruation and mixed with deer's marrow in the proportion of one denarius and the same quantity of cypress to each snail they reduce the uterus when displaced taken from the shell and beaten up with oil of roses they dispel inflations of the uterus the snails of Astipalia being those that are mostly chosen for these purposes those of africa again are employed in a different manner two of them being beaten up with a pinch of fenugreek in three fingers and four spoonfuls of honey and the preparation applied to the abdomen after it has been rubbed with juice of iris. There is a kind of small, white, elongated snail that is found straying here and there. Dried upon tiles in the sun and reduced to powder, these snails are mixed with bean meal in equal proportions, forming a cosmetic which whitens and softens the skin. The small, broad kind of snail, mixed with polenta, is good for the removal of a tendency to scratch and rub the skin. If a pregnant woman steps over a viper, she will be sure to miscarry. The same, too, in the case of the amphisbena, but only when it is dead. If, however, a woman carries about her a live Amphysbena in a box, she may step over one with impunity, even though it be dead. An Amphysbina, preserved for the purpose, will ensure an easy delivery, even though it be dead. It is a truly marvellous fact, but if a pregnant woman steps over one of these serpents that has not been preserved, it will be perfectly harmless, provided she immediately steps over another that has been preserved. A fumigation made with a dried snake acts powerfully as in a managogue. Chapter 44 Methods of Facilitating Delivery The cast of slough of a snake, attached to the loins, facilitates delivery. Care must be taken, however, to remove it immediately after. It is administered to in wine mixed with frankincense. Taken in any other form, it is productive of abortion. A stuff by the aid of which a person has parted a frock from a snake will accelerate parturition. Ashes of the Troxalis, applied with honey, act as an emmenagogue. The same, too, with a spider that descends as it spins its thread from aloft. It must be taken, however, in the hollow of the hand, crushed, and applied accordingly. If, on the contrary, the spider is taken while ascending, it will arrest menstruation the stone atites that is found in the eagle's nest preserves the foetus against all insidious attempts at producing abortion a vulture's feather placed beneath the feet of the woman accelerates parturition it is a well-known fact that pregnant women must be on their guard against raven's eggs for if a female in that state should happen to step over one she will be sure to miscarry by the mouth. A hog's dung taken in honeyed wine would appear to render females fruitful. Goose grease, or that of the swan, acts emolliently upon injurations and abscesses of the uterus. Chapter 45. Methods of Preserving the Breasts from Injury Goose grease mixed up with oil of roses, and a spider protects the breasts after delivery. The people of Phrygia and Lycaonia have made the discovery that the grease of the otis is good for affections of the breasts, resulting from recent delivery. For females affected with suffocations of the uterus, they employ a liniment made of beetles, the shells of partridges' eggs, burnt to ashes and mixed with cadmium and wax preserve the firmness of the breasts it is generally thought that if the egg of a partridge or blank is passed three times round a woman's breasts they will never become flaccid and that if these eggs are swallowed they will be productive of fruitfulness and promote the plentiful secretion of the milk it is believed too that by anointing a woman's breasts with goose grease pains therein may be allayed that moles formed in the uterus may be dispersed thereby and that each of the uterus may be dispelled by the application of a liniment made of crushed bags chapter forty six various kinds of depilatories bats blood has all the virtues of a depilatory but if applied to the cheeks of youths, it will not be found sufficiently efficacious, unless it is immediately followed up by an application of verdigris, or hemlock seed, this method having the effect of entirely removing the hair, or at least reducing it to the state of a fine down. It is generally thought, too, that bats brains are productive of a similar effect, there being two kinds of these brains the red and the white some persons mix with the brains the blood and liver of the same animal others again boil down a viper in three semi of oil and after boning it use it as a depilatory first pulling out the hairs that are wanted not to grow the gall of a hedgehog is a depilatory more particularly if mixed with bats' brains and goats' milk. The ashes too of a burnt hedgehog are used for a similar purpose. If after plucking out the hairs that are wanted not to grow, or if before they make their appearance the parts are well rubbed with the milk of a bitch with her first litter, no hairs will grow there. The same result is ensured, it is said, by using the blood of a teak taken from off a dog, or else the blood or gall of a swallow. Ants' eggs, they say, bitten up with flies, impart a black color to the eyebrows. If it is considered desirable that the color of the infant's eyes should be black, the pregnant woman must eat a rat. Ashes of burnt earthworms applied with oil prevent the hair from turning white. CHAPTER 47 REMEDIES FOR THE DISEASES OF INFANTS For infants that are troubled with coagulation of the milk, a grand preservative is lamb's rennet, taken in water, and in cases where the milk has so coagulated it may be remedied by administering rennet in vinegar. For the pains incident to dentition, sheep's brains are a very useful remedy. The inflammation, called syriosis, to which infants are liable, is cured by attaching to them the bones that are found in the dung of dogs. Hernia in infants is cured by letting a green lizard bite the child's body while asleep, after which the lizard is attached to a reed and hung up in the smoke. By the time the animal dies, the child will be perfectly cured, it is said. The slime of snails, applied to the eyes of children, strengthens the eyelashes and makes them grow. Ashes of burnt snails, applied with frankincense and juice of white grapes, are a cure for hernia in infants if applied for thirty days consecutively. Within the horns of snails there are certain hard substances found like grits of sand. Attached to infants, they facilitate dentition. Ashes of empty snail shells mixed with wax are a preventive of procedence of the rectum, but they must be used in combination with the matter that exudes from a viper's brains on the head being pricked. Viper's brains attached to the infant's body in a piece of skin facilitate dentition A similar effect being produced by using the larger teeth of serpents. Raven's dung, attached to an infant with wool, is curative of cough. It is hardly possible to preserve one's seriousness in describing some of these remedies, but as they have been transmitted to us, I must not pass them in silence. For the treatment of hernia in infants, a lizard is recommended, but it must be a male lizard a thing that may be ascertained by its having but one orifice beneath the tail the method of proceeding is for the lizards to bite the part affected through cloth of gold cloth of silver and cloth dyed purple after which it is tied fast in a cup that has never been used and smoked incontinence of urine in infants is checked by giving them boiled mice with their food The large indented horns of the scarabaeus attached to the bodies of infants have all the virtues of an amulet. In the head of the boa there is a small stone, they say, which the serpent spits out when it is in fear of death. If the reptile is taken by surprise and the head cut off, and this stone extracted, it will aid dentition to a marvelous degree, attached to the neck of infants. The brains too of the same serpent are recommended to be attached to the body for a similar purpose, as also the small stone or bone that is found in the back of the slug. An admirable promoter of dentition is found in sheep's brains, applied to the gums. And equally good for diseases of the ears is an application of goose grease with juice of osimum. Upon prickly plants, there is found a kind of rough, hairy grub. Attached to the neck of infants, these insects give instant relief, it is said, when any of the food has stuck in the throat. Chapter 48. Provocatives of Sleep As a soporific, wool grease is employed, diluted in two cyathi of wine with a modicum of myrrh, or else mixed with goose grease in myrtle wine. For a similar purpose, also, a cuckoo is attached to the body in a hair-skin, or a young heron's bill to the forehead in an ass's skin. It is thought, too, that the beak alone, steeped in wine, is equally efficacious. On the other hand, a bud's head, dried and worn as an amulet, acts as a preventive of sleep. Chapter 49. Aphrodisiacs and Antaphrodisiacs a lizard drowned in a man's urine has the effect of an antiphrodisiac upon the person whose urine it is. For this animal is to be reckoned among the filters, the magicians say. The same property is attributed to the excrements of snails and to pigeon's dung taken with oil and wine. The right lobe of a vulture's lungs, attached to the body in the skin of a crane, acts powerfully as a stimulant upon males an effect equally produced by taking the yolks of five pigeons eggs in honey mixed with one denarius of hog's lard sparrows or eggs of sparrows with the food or by wearing the right testicle of a cock attached to the body in a ram's skin the ashes of a burnt ibis it is said employed as a friction with goose grease and oil of iris will prevent abortion when a female has once conceived while the testes of a gamecock on the other hand rubbed with goose grease and attached to the body in a rams skin, have all the effect of an antaphrodisiac the same too with the testes of any kind of dunghill cock placed together with the blood of a cock beneath the bed Hairs taken from the tail of a she-mule, while being covered by the stallion, will make a woman conceive, against her will even, if knotted together at the moment of the sexual congress. If a man makes water upon a dog's urine, he will become disinclined to copulation, they say. A singular thing, too, is what is told about the ashes of a spotted lizard, if indeed it is true. To the effect that, wrapped in linen and held in the left hand, they act as an aphrodisiac, while, on the contrary, if they are transferred to the right, they will take effect as an antaphrodisiac. A bad's blood, too, they say, received on a flock of wool and placed beneath a woman's head, will promote sexual desire, the same being the case also with a goose's tongue, taken with a food or drink chapter fifty remedies for phthereuses and for various other affections in thiriasis, all the vermin upon the body may be killed in the course of three days by taking the cast of slough of a serpent in drink or else way of milk after the cheese is removed with a little salt cheese it is said will never become rotten with age or be touched by mice if a weasel's brains have been mixed with a rennet it is asserted too that if the ashes of a burnt weasel are mixed with a crumbing for chickens or young pigeons they will be safe from the attack of weasels beasts of burden when troubled with pains in stealing find immediate relief if a bat is attached to the body and they are effectually cured of bots by passing a ring dove three times round their generative parts. A truly marvellous thing to relate, the ringed dove, on being set at liberty, dies, and the beast is instantly relieved from pain. Chapter 51. Remedies for Intoxication The eggs of an owlet, administered to drunkards three days in wine, are productive of a distaste for that liquor. A sheep's lights, roasted, eaten before drinking, act as a preventive of inebriety. The ashes of a swallow's beak, bruised with myrrh and sprinkled in the wine, act as a preventative against intoxication. Horus, king of Assyria, was the first to discover this. Chapter 52 Peculiarities relative to certain animals In addition to these, There are some other peculiar properties attributed to certain animals, which require to be mentioned in the present book. Some authors state that there is a bird in Sardinia, resembling the crane, and called the Gromphena, but it is no longer known even by the people of that country, in my opinion. In the same province, too, there is the Ophion, an animal which resembles the deer in the hair only, and to be found nowhere else. The same authors have spoken also of the subjugus, but have omitted to state what animal it is, or where it is to be found. That it did formerly exist, however, I have no doubt, as certain remedies are described as being derived from it. Cicero speaks of animals called biuri, which gnaw the vines in Campania. CHAPTER 53 OTHER MARVELOUS FACTS CONNECTED WITH ANIMALS there are still some other marvellous facts related with reference to the animals which we have mentioned a dog will not bark at a person who has any part of the secondines of a bitch about him or a hare's dung or fur the kind of nuts called mullions do not live more than a single day persons when taking honey from the hives will never be touched by the bees if they carry the beak of a woodpecker about them. Swine will be sure to follow the person who has given them a raven's brains, made up into a bolus. The dust in which a she-mule has wallowed, sprinkled upon the body, will allay the flames of desire. Rats may be put to flight by castrating a male rat and setting it at liberty. If a snake's slough is bitten up with some spelt, salt and wild thyme, and introduced into the throat of oxen, with wine at the time that grapes are ripening, they will be in perfect health for a whole year to come. The same too if three young swallows are given to them, made up into three boluses. The dust gathered from the track of a snake, sprinkled among bees, will make them return to the hive. If the right testicle of her arm is tied up, he will generate females only. Persons who have about them the sinews taken from the wings or legs of a crane will never be fatigued with any kind of laborious exertion. Mules will never kick when they have drunk wine. Of all known substances, it is a mule's hoofs only that are not corroded by the poisonous waters of the fountain sticks a memorable discovery made by Aristotle to his great infamy on the occasion when Antipater sent some of this water to Alexander the Great for the purpose of poisoning him. We will now pass on to the aquatic productions. Summary Remedies, Narratives and Observations, 854 Roman authors quoted Varro, Nigidius, Cicero, Sextius Niger, who wrote in Greek, Licinius Masser. Foreign authors quoted Eudoxus, Aristotle, Hermippus, Homer, Appian, Orpheus, Democritus, Anaxilaus. Medical authors quoted Botrys, Horus, Apollodorus, Menander, Archidemus, Aristogenes, Xenocrates, Theodorus, Chrysippus, Nisander. Apollonius of Pitania End of Book thirty End of Section twenty one End of the Natural History Volume six by Pliny the Elder Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley.